Chapter Twenty Five of Buffalo Bill from Prairie to Palace. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. Buffalo Bill from Prairie to Palace by John M. Burke. Chapter Twenty Five The Home Trail. From London, the Wild West visited Birmingham, where it occupied the Aston Lower Grounds, thence to Manchester, Cottonopolis, as it is endearingly called by its inhabitants, where the winter season was opened. In a short space of two months, the largest theatre ever seen in the world was here erected by an enterprising firm of Manchester builders, together with a commodious building attached to it for the accommodations of the troop, whose tents and teepees were erected under its shelter. The whole of the structure was comfortably heated by steam and illuminated by electric light. This building was built on the great race course, where several times in the course of each year it is not uncommon for eighty thousand or one hundred thousand persons to assemble, and the buildings in which Ormond, Ben Dur, Robert the Devil, and a thousand other world fame equine wonders had taken their rest and refreshment were now appropriated to the comfort of the Broncos, Mustangs, and other four footed coadjutors of the Wild West. The first performance given in Manchester was complimentary on the entire beauty, rank, and fashion of Manchester, and the surrounding towns were invited guests. The mayors, town councils, corporation officials, prominent merchants and manufacturers, bishops and clergy of all denominations, and an able-bodied horde of pressmen came down in their thousands. From Liverpool across country, through Leeds, and York to Hull, and Newcastle, and from Carlisle, as far south as Birmingham, everybody of consequence was present, and the immense building was filled to its utmost capacity. The consequence was that from the opening day, and despite the dreary winter weather, the well-lighted, well-warmed Temple of Buffalo Bill and Thespis, as somebody called it, was constantly crowded with pleasure-seeking throngs. Incidentally, it may be mentioned that the scores of requisitions from the heads of schools and charitable institutions for reduced rates for their little waifs was always met by the management of the Wild West with a courteous invitation for the little ones to attend the Wednesday afternoon performances free of charge. During their stay in Cottonopolis, the members of the Wild West were welcomed with the same ungrudging and overwhelming hospitality that had marked their visit to the capital. While here, Colonel Cody was publicly presented with a magnificent rifle by the artistic, dramatic, and literary gentlemen of Manchester. And the event, having got wind in London, the elite of the Metropolitan Literati headed by Sir Somers Vine, and including representatives of all the great American journals, secured a special train and ran up to Manchester some hundred strong 
to grace the ceremony with their presence the presentation took place in the arena and afterward colonel cody invited the whole crowd of local celebrities and london visitors to a regular camp dinner with fried oysters boston pork and beans maryland chicken and other american dishes and a real indian rib roast as the piece de resistance the banquet was held in the racecourse pavilion among the guests was the mayor of salford a number of civic dignitaries from both manchester and the neighboring borough united states consul moffat of london and consul hale of manchester the latter of whom made the speech of the evening this dinner was certainly an entirely original layout to the visitors and the comments of the english guests upon the novel and to them outlandish fare they were consuming were highly amusing to the american members of the party to the englishman corn cake hominy and other american fixings were a complete revelation and the rib roast served in tin platters and eaten in the fingers without knives or forks was a source of huge wonderment the american flag was rarely ever toasted more heartily by englishmen than on that occasion and for a week afterward the press of the country were dilating on the strange and savage doings at the wild west camp the afternoon of good friday the consent of the directors of the manchester racetrack having been obtained a series of open-air horse races and athletic sports was performed by the members of the company red and white which included hurdle races bareback horsemanship etc notwithstanding very inclement weather during the earlier part of the day an attendance of nearly thirty thousand was recorded and the weather cleared up and kept fine during the progress of the sports during this visit to manchester the freemasons of the district treated colonel cody with marked hospitality and he was a frequent visitor at their lodges a mark of especial honor from this occult and powerful body was a public presentation to him of a magnificent gold watch in the name of the freemasons of england the season in manchester was a grand success in every way and the people had begun to regard the institution as a permanency among them but their engagements in the land of the stars and stripes were as fixed and unalterable as the laws of the medes and persians and on monday evening may first was given the last indoor representation in manchester the occasion was a perfect ovation on tuesday afternoon a benefit was tendered colonel cody by the racecourse people an outdoor performance was given and despite the unfavorable weather the turnstiles showed that nearly fifty thousand people had paid admission to the grounds thus ended the wild west performances in manchester on friday morning may fourth at eleven a m amid the cheers well wishes and handshaking of a vast crowd the wild west left manchester by special train for hull where the last performance in england was given on the afternoon of saturday may fifth and at nine o'clock on that evening the entire effects of the monster aggregation were aboard the good ship persian monarch upon which vessel 
under the command of the brave gallant and courteous captain bristow the wild west left for new york the next morning at three o'clock on the homeward voyage colonel cody's favorite horse charlie died for fifteen years he had ridden charlie in sunshine and in storm in days of adversity as well as prosperity and to this noble animal's fleetness of foot colonel cody owed his life on more than one occasion when pursued by indians during the night of may nineteenth the persian monarch arrived off new york harbor and by daylight of the twentieth steamed up toward staten island where they were to debark the arrival of this vessel outside of the company's reception was an event of future commercial importance to the port of new york from the fact of her being the first passenger ship of her size draft and class to effect a landing at bechtel's wharf directly on the shores of staten island thus demonstrating the marine value of some ten miles of seashore of what in a few short years must be a part of the greater new york upon the arrival of this giant combination at its home it would seem that a long and undisturbed rest would have been natural and consequent such however was not to be the case the mastermind concluded that it would be well to show to his own countrymen what manner of exhibition it was that had accomplished such results on its visit to albion a summer season was inaugurated at aristina staten island and new york followed in this latter city colonel cody originated at madison square garden the now popular and much copied idea of leviathan spectacle visits respectively to philadelphia baltimore and washington followed and this remarkable exhibition closed at the richmond virginia exposition a wonderful and uninterrupted season which had begun two years and seven months before at st louis missouri faithful to his promises and following his invariable custom colonel cody saw that all his people from the texan cowboy and the mexican vaquero to the sioux warrior of dakota had safe and pleasant conduct to their homes the realistic story of america had been told in the mother country and the interest of continental europe had also been awakened the returning red man cowboy and mexican had had experience and learned lessons the value of which it is impossible to compute and the influence of which must perforce permeate their entire lives and broaden their thought and moral nature leading to results of unbounded possibilities the cowboy by the campfire of his prairie home the vaquero among his companions in mexico's mountains and the red man in his lodge and with his people had wonderful tales to tell during the winter months of their well-earned resting spell end of chapter 25 recording by john brandon